Hi, I'm Karuna. I'm the founder and executive director for Mind Oasis. And with me today is Livia Shapiro. Livia, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. It's sort of delightful. You have this beautiful light shining on you. And I know that's part of the tradition. Yes. Well, we have a good, cozy, snowy day in Boulder today. And last night was the first night of Hanukkah. So and yeah. you have a, um, a kiddo. So uh, do you celebrate and does she get excited? Yes. Um, <laughs> my daughter is, uh, she's four and three quarters. The three quarters is important to her. Um, right. And um, she is, she loves to sing. So she sings lots of songs and blessings. And um, at her school, they also do, um, she goes to a little Waldorf school. So they have you know, carols and lots of other sort of very earthy, earth-based songs and for the winter. And um, yeah, it's sweet. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, usually I start out by asking where you are in the world, but you already revealed it. You're in the Colorado (laughs) area, which is fun. I'm just up the mountains from you. Oh, you've lived in the Boulder area for a while. Yes. Yes. 10 years, almost 11. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a little stint where in that almost 11 years where I lived in Brooklyn, um, for almost two years. So here for a while there for a a brief little stint and then back. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And what in the world are you up to? So you're a yogi. Um, and we're going to talk today. We're going to dive into your somatic therapy workbook, but, um, what else are you up to in the world? Um, well, Let's see. I mean, I think first and foremost for me is uh, mommying. Like that's really the uh, at the top of the list. Um, and like I mentioned, my daughter's four, four and change, and um, that feels like yeah, the most the most important for me. And working with all that, but then work life. Um, I mean, I wrote this book. I'm looking for a copy of it in my office. I'll have to get up and get it. Um, so this book came out, uh, this workbook came out, uh, earlier this week. So that's been a big chunk of the past year was writing, writing this book. And I have a small, uh, somatic therapy practice, uh, that predominantly works with women, um, predominantly works with folks who already have, uh, mind body practices. It kind of started with mentoring a lot of uh, yoga teachers, which I still do. Um, although it's sort of expanded from there. And of course with the whole COVID situation, it's, you know, very much this based as opposed to, you know, have people in my office all the time. And I teach yoga, continue to have taught yoga for a long time since I was 19. And I've just kept, you know, I just always teach and we have a, you know, a, currently a Zoom, basically Zoom class every week. And, um, and I also have an online platform called Applied Psychology for Yogis, which essentially teaches somatic psychology to yoga practitioners and yoga teachers. And historically, um, I've run at least one, if not more courses um, in a year. And um, a lot of people really knew me in, in that way. Uh, but I've been a, on a bit of a hiatus from that with the, you know, the writing of the book and, and stuff. So there's a yeah. lot of different pieces in, in the, you know, the, the, the world that is my, 
my work, there's some different streams in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's all really potent. Um, and we'll get into the book itself just a little bit as sure. a peek to the uh, worldwide launch, which is happening mm -hmm. on my Oasis next week. We're very excited. Um, but I also know that you write poetry. And mm -hmm. so um, can you just talk a little bit about mm, your poetry and about maybe the less academic and more um, um, felt-based you? Sure. Um, I don't know if what I write is poetry like I always, you know, I have friends who are like actual trained poets, like that's what they did in school. You know, they know all the forms, things like that, you know? And, um, and like my uncle is like, he's like a real poet. Like his stuff is like, you know, in poetry, literary magazines, you know? And so I, I, I sort of shy away perhaps from that term sometimes. Cause like, I feel like, well, I'm sort of a rogue, I'm sort of rogue. So, um, and I, and like, I don't wanna be disrespectful to like, you know, the poetry is a very, um, a very particular form with, with many different forms within it, you know. I think what I write is memoir and free verse. And sometimes I stick to certain forms uh, of, uh, you know, poetry forms, but a lot, most of the time I don't. And it's very, like you said, it's really based on felt sense. Like, why is this word here versus there? Why is this stanza there, not there? Why did I break up the stanza in that way? I don't know. It's just, it's the felt sense. It's like how it feels in my body. So I write that and I, 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 I organize um, the flow of each piece really, really from my body. Um, so that's my little sort of caveat there, my spiel there. You know, for me writing in that, and also I didn't even know that memoir and free verse was a thing until I, I was like, who writes like this? I don't even know what I'm doing. And I found this really amazing, um, this amazing book um, maybe two summers ago. And it like had the genre listed like memoir and free verse. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I, that's what it is. That's what I do. So um, hence the term. Anyway, I mean, I write in that way because um, I am someone who uh, feels a lot of feelings in a very big way. And one of my kind of mandates in life is to learn how to organize those feelings in coherent ways that don't take me under, under for too long and don't um, and that the wake of them is not too, not too big. You know, I kind of grew up around adults who had a lot of big feelings inside, but had very sort of sideways expressions, um, or implosions of them. And so, you know, for me learning how to work with what I would call big energy and to organize it in a way that's safe and coherent is like, that's really like my, my biggest work. So, you know, in the past two years of writing, you know, the, uh, most of that has come from um, my lived experience, what's happening in my personal life. And quite frankly, it's how I make peace with it. It's how I organize it. It's how I make something that feels incoherent. It makes it feel coherent to me. Mm. Um, so I don't write because I 
um, want to prove something or because I feel like I have something to say that would even be helpful. I write for completely narcissistic and selfish reasons, which is I need to feel sane. So I write and then, you know, and I post them because, you know, I'm too, uh, I love, I, I lack the impulse control to wait to share them. So I just put them out there and then I get, you know, I get feedback like, wow, that it's way more universal than you think. And, but I'm not writing from that universal place. I think sometimes I do, you know, when I write in a more intellectual way, that's like, you know, I, I write a lot about um, uh, misogyny, patriarchy, narcissism, um, how to dismantle that. And there is a way in which I write about them that is very removed from my personal experience that is really intended to be, um, to access intellectual parts of the brain. But when I'm writing kind of what you brought up, that memoir in free verse, I'm really just trying to organize my feelings and make art from pain. I mean, that's really the essential thing is like, how do we make art from pain? And um, that um, I've studied that a lot like um, a lot of the mentoring I've received in the past more than a decade and the, uh, the education I've received is really around how do you take your pain and make it into something that is artful, useful, and something that you can be comfortable wearing in your life. Mm. I feel like I needed to hear that today. So thank you. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your education. Sure. Um, I went to Jewish day school, K through 12. My mom taught at the school that I went to. Um, and then I went to a very kind of uh, traditional all girls college prep school for high school. Um, and then uh, after that, I went to the University of Vermont is where I went to college which I loved, you know, um, at the time UVM was like, you know, it was like a hippie school. Like it was really like the hippie school. Um, and so one of them, and so I went there and um, studied, well, I started as an English major, which, you know, kind of a little bit through, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. So I don't really wanna write like literary critique or like necessarily be an English teacher. So I'm out. Um, even though I would say the English classes were things I really loved. Um, and then I, I, so I predominantly studied psychology and um, comparative religion. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that was really, that was really my main thing. I studied psychology and I studied comparative religion and specifically um, comparative Eastern traditions. So, and at the same time I was studying yoga and, you know, had a, a mentor in town around that and, um, and then after that, I uh, had a little hiatus from school and was predominantly teaching um, yoga. And then a few years after graduating undergrad, I decided to go to Naropa here in, in Boulder, with hence, you know, hence moving to Boulder. Um, and I studied uh, somatic counseling psychology in their, in their master's program. So my master's degree is in, from that track, somatic counseling psychology. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you have written a book, the somatic therapy workbook. Tell us about it. Tell us about the book. Tell okay. us about the process. Um, I was 
in a book proposal writing course to write a different book, to write a book about applied psychology for yogis. That was really the, the impulse. I mean, I actually wanted to like publish the memoir and free, free verse and this editor was like, you know, honey, I think you should do this other thing because that's going to get published like way faster. So let's hold off on your like creative explosion and just like, let's do the thing that you're really trained to do. So I was writing this, I, I was working with her to write this book proposal to pitch um, in 2020, basically taking the course material from Applied Psychology for Yogis and funneling it into like, you know, a, a, concrete, a concrete book. Um, it was the most obvious, uh, it was an obvious next move. And, um, and in the course of being in that, I get this like sort of random email from an acquisitions editor. And they're like, we believe that, you know, somatics is like, that is the next, like that is the forefront. And we want to be, um, we want to have a book on that because we, we know that this is where, uh, where the interest is and where it's headed. And we see that you write and that you're a therapist and that you went to Naropa and we're interested in what you could offer. So we go through kind of like a little pro uh, interview process, negotiations. Anyway, long story short, they approached me like, can you write this workbook? This is what we want. And so I was given, um, so we negotiated um, a contract that felt really good. And, um, you know, I had a lot of freedom. They basically were like, what do you think is important? You know, what, what is of value? They kind of told me, I knew it was workbook format. I kind of had a sense of um, the size of the audience that they wanted. And then I constructed um, a workbook to, to really meet that, but uh, mostly of my own, you know, it was mostly of my own um, volition there. Like I had a lot of freedom to, to pick and choose and decide. And, you know, I chose to really go broad, I think in this, you know, uh, and really bring as many people into the fold of understanding what somatics, what somatic psychology, what somatic therapy, what that is, you know, one of the big questions I get in my work with yoga teachers is we would always have these big discussions like, okay, break it down for me, Olivia. Like, what are the different, like, what's the difference between somatic, somatic therapy, somatic psychology, somatic psychotherapy, you know, where does yoga fit into that? What are the different styles? And, you know, so I brought a lot of that um, very uh, concurrent inquiry into how I uh, approach the book and so the first section is really about uh, understanding the landscape of somatic, somatics, somatic therapy, somatic psychology, really building a shared language. And it's sort of interesting, like, you know, I, I, you probably see this, like the term somatic, the term embodiment, the term uh, ther therapy, uh, the idea of moving our bodies as a therapeutic practice, it's becoming very commonplace, like much more so than it was 10 years ago. Like when I went to Naropa, like that, it was fringe. I mean, even just 10 years ago, the idea of like bringing somatics into yoga was like, what the F is that? You know, this is weird. But now it's like, I see tons of people who are bringing together like body, mind centering and yoga principles. But at first it was like, you know, uh, Patty Townsend, like bringing together the BMC principles and yoga, like it was fringe. So 
just getting like a common landscape and kind of understanding what are the, what are the essential and the basics here. So that's the first section. It's much more intellectual. Then the second section is I thought to myself, okay, what's the core DNA of all somatic practices? If we look at, you know, whether it's therapeutic, whether it's, you know, for psychologically or emotionally or for um, physical movement, like what, what really is shared across the board. Um, and so I picked out six core principles of somatic psychology and somatic therapy and really ex to really explore. And how does the, how, how do we, they're, and they're innate, they're essential to, to our humanness. So things like your body speaks through sensations, your body speaks through movement, you have impulses you can trust. So that's the premise. And then in each chapter of that section of exploring that essential sort of core genetic material of a somatic experience, we then, you know, I share the theory. So I'm presenting terms, concepts, theoretical knowledge around that. Um, so there's a fair amount of like actual learning that's happening there. But then the key piece is like, how does that show up in your body? So we have a movement practice. Yeah. Which, so there's a movement practice, a journal exercise, a creative practice, and then a real life engagement. So I'm basically saying, hey, here's the theory. And I illuminate that, right? Like I share a lot of from memoir type story with the reader, but then it's like, okay, well, how does that show up in your body? Let's explore that. So, you know, ways to move to, to find that and to feel into that ways to integrate that with journaling, um, a creative endeavor. I'm like, you don't have to be an artist. It's like collage something, but it's like just something to access these different parts of your brain and your felt sense. And then that real life engagement component is like, okay, Livia, so how does this look in the grocery store? Yeah. How does this look when I'm picking my kid up from school? Right. Like, because that's really where the rubber meets the road is like, what do you do in real life when you're really in that moment? So that's the second section. And then the third section is about taking those principles and really integrating them in a deeper uh, layer um, at a deeper level, but also I also have that it has this energy of like, I wanted to give the reader, like, let's just like, you got to fill your basket. Like you need just like, I want to get as many tools in that basket as you could possibly have. So there's a, a kind of a little bit of a different pacing in it. Um, and we talk about how do you cultivate ongoing embodiment practices, what resourcing is, how to cultivate that, um, how to work with your inner critic and resistance, how to build rituals that are completely somatic in nature, um, so things that really take the principles and then flush them out even more fully. Um, so you see some repeat, some return to the earlier principles. Um, and yet, but yet the flow is the same, right? Like here's the theory, here's a story about the theory, practice it in your body, integrate it in your body, apply it in real life. So it's theory, practice and experience, and then integration is really the flow. Who's your target audience? Like, I'm just thinking through the, the amount of yoga teachers out in the world. Mm -hmm. Is that who this is really aimed at? Um, yoga teachers? Who else? Definitely for yoga teachers. I mean, this, if you are a yoga teacher and you're wondering about how do I incorporate somatics into yoga or how is yoga a somatic experience or you are practicing, here's a common one, like you're 
practicing yoga and your feelings come up when you're practicing and like, why is that happening? So all of those kinds of questions, yes, that would, you know, that for yoga teachers, I think this would be fantastic. I know it would be fantastic. Um, but it's also for folks who maybe like you're, you're in talk therapy and you're interested in the body. You know, a lot of the, the trajectory of psychotherapy currently is really more and more and more and more and more incorporating the body, the felt sense, the somatic experience into a session. And so if your client who's, excuse me, interested in following that and exploring that, this would be a great companion. If you're a therapist who has clients, you know, or who wants ideas to put into the session, um, I try to gear things to, in that way too. Um, I have an old, um, uh, an old friend who's a personal trainer and she bought the book and she was like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is what we need. So it's anyone who's engaged in a, in a body-mind practice where you want to learn how that integrates, this is for them. And anyone who's in already in the therapeutic realm who wants to bridge that gap also for them. So it's pretty, a pretty broad audience, actually. Yeah, I'm very personally excited. Um, I feel like um, my, my copy is on its way mm -hmm. by Amazon. Thank you. And um, there you go, Jeff Bezos. I just made you more rich. <clears throat> I know, but like the thing is with Am, I mean, people are always asking like, should I buy from local? Should I buy from Amazon? Like, I'm only really learning about the publishing world now. And like, of course you should buy from your local bookstore because it's your local bookstore and we should support our local bookstores of the lifeblood of our communities. However, if you buy on Amazon, it helps me because <laughs> those rankings are dependent on the purchasing that happens and those rankings get noticed. And so yeah, um, like the other day, so many people bought the book that we were like, you know, it well within the top 100 of, of some of our categories. And like, that really does make a difference. So thank you either way. <laughs> yeah. And we use smile, um, Amazon. So it actually, the purchase, uh, also kicks back to my doasis. So that's always exciting, right? Good. Have a little extra. Good. Um, uh, so next week, um, the 16th of December at seven o'clock central, um, you are coming on to talk mm -hmm. about the book, to do a reading, maybe to offer some sort of practice mm -hmm. uh, over an hour. And you can find out more about that at mydoasis.org. And I believe you go to um, the tab that says engage, and then you'll see author spotlight and Livia is there. Um, Livia, what's your truth? My truth is that everyone has access to a real, in the moment, felt sense experience of themselves and their life. And that we are trained out of believing that it is true. That the felt sense experience inside, that the somatic experience of being human in the moment of relationship, of interaction, of how we walk through the world, those are true experiences. And the more we deny them, the more pain we feel. And that is an innate human function that we, we can recalibrate towards knowing and understanding and, and living from. And that doesn't make us uh, subject to only desiring our objective 
our subjective reality. We feel less pain when we live connected to our felt sense. Mm. We just do. We feel less pain when we are connected to our felt sense and that we make choices beyond that. We make choices based on our felt sense. We feel pain when we feel the felt sense and we do the opposite. <laughs> that is when we feel pain. Yeah, it's a little less, nutty. <laughs> yeah, we feel less pain when we live from that place from, and, and, that it's, and that it's well calibrated, that it's well calibrated, that we can trust that experience. Yeah, good. Good. Well, we're really excited to host you and I'm really excited for 2021. I hope that you will um, be taking this book on the road and making it into some sort of course. I feel like, um, you know, it's one thing to write a book. It's one thing to have a lot of knowledge, which you clearly have, but I know you on a personal level as well. And um, there is something to that. um, What do you call it? The memoir, the, oh, the free verse memoir. Uh There, and there is something to your um, involvement in the ecstatic dance community. And there is something to the awesome playlists that you make and share on Spotify um, that I feel like the world really can benefit from such a rich tapestry that you bring alive in your life. And I know you have life just like everyone else does. But my point is, that is the point. And that's something on Mind Oasis that we really... I think pride ourselves in like when you come on to a meditation class on mind oasis, you're not getting someone who um, pretends to have a perfect life. You're getting a teacher who has experience, has an education um, and has real world householder experiences that they share. And, and so it builds community around this shared experience of being human. Um, And I just I'm, I have to say, I'm very excited to get your, um, your workbook and to see how we can incorporate um, elements of it into community meditation, into um, inquiry with people when they arrive at the doorstep and want to engage in group meditation. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for your worldwide book launch on the 16th of December. And you can find out more about Livia and about her book. And there's a link to um, uh, purchase the book as well there at um, mindoasis.org and it's under the engage link. So Livia, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I just um, really, uh, really appreciate the chance to talk with you and thank you for all your beautiful questions and um, yeah, and for hosting the, the book launch next week. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Thanks, Livia.